we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is becoming the most prominent form for you. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlemagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. It's Friday. Your voice sounds a little shaky. Yeah, I'm still a little sick. I ain't gonna lie. That's just been a long cold. Now we gotta stop playing that that drop because Charlemagne's not here today. He's not, but people like it. But you could tell it's like fading out at the end. It just cuts off. Look, I think y'all got to 
Get him. He's not here. People like the yo, 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 yo. So we like to get him excited and get it hype. Even sometimes he's late. So we play that drop just in case. But no, he is not here today. But we have a great okay. show for you this morning. A lot uh, yes, happened yesterday. A lot happened yesterday. And yesterday I got a chance to kick it with uh, Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Now, you know, Wiz Khalifa and Drama, they're on tour right now. And the other night, Wiz Khalifa got into it with a DJ that went viral. Mm-hmm. So um, I flew out here to Albuquerque to ask DJs to talk to him and tell him how he felt about it. So it's a great conversation. So we kick it with Wiz Khalifa. And also, Michael Blackson will be joining us this morning. He's going to be at Caroline's all weekend performing. Uh, he talks about working with uh, Tyler Perry to a, whole, a host of things. So we're going to kick it with Michael Blackson in a little bit. Now, in the news, okay. there's a lot going on in the news, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, Brittany Griner was sentenced yesterday. We'll talk about that. Also, Breonna Taylor, four current and former Louisville police officers that were involved in the deadly raid on her house, uh, have been charged with civil rights violations and other counts, and we'll talk about that. All right, we'll get into all that next, and then we got to start the show with some new music. Khaled released his first single. It's featuring Drake and Little Baby. Let's get into it. Front page news is next. All right, that was new Drake, Little Baby. DJ Khaled, morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, we are the Breakfast Club, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's start in the Russian court where Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison. That's And crazy. that is for a drug smuggling conviction. Yeah, we definitely did not anticipate this. Now she is back in the detention center where she was held during her trial as lawyers are going to appeal the sentence and the Biden administration is trying to negotiate for her release. Let's be clear. She did plead guilty to carrying less than one gram of cannabis oil in her luggage as she traveled through a Moscow airport on February 17th. She said she was aware of the strict drug law. She did not intend to bring that cannabis into the country. She was in a rush and she was just trying to hurry up and pack. We've all been there. Here's what she had to say. My parents taught me two important things. One, take ownership for your responsibilities. And two, to work hard for everything that you have. That's why I pled guilty to my charges. I understand everything that's being said against me, the charges that are against me, but I had no intent to break any Russian law. I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, Genka, the fans, and the city of ECAT for my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought onto them. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. Yeah, well, this is so sad because, yeah, you know, every country has strict drug laws, right? Dubai, they tell you about it all the time, and Russia. But for 0.01 of marijuana that she had on her, yes, you could say yes, absolutely is wrong. Nine years? Nine years? That's ridiculous. That's a political problem. That's a political thing. Then she'll get a lighter sentence. So she did absolutely own up to that. And after the verdict, her agent said, tweeted out today sentencing of Brittany Griner was severe by Russian legal standards and goes to prove what we have known all along that Brittany is being used as a political pawn and Joe Absolutely. Biden said the sentence was unacceptable and he demanded that she be returned to the US to be reunited with her family another thing I noticed they are up trying to work out this deal in exchange where they return the United States will return uh, 
somebody that's in jail in exchange. They want to do a swap, right? A prison swap. And they offered to exchange a convicted Russian arms trafficker for Griner and for Willen, who is a U.S. citizen and former Marine who got a 16-year prison sentence on espionage charges after a trial that they said was, according to the United States, unfair. But, you know, Russia did counter. They wanted to get a convicted murderer. Vadim Krasikov also released, but they said that was not a formal discussion. So that was not something that the United States considered to be on the table. But maybe they felt like they had to convict her in order to be able to trade do this trade. I don't know what's going yeah, on, maybe. but it definitely feels like it's political. Yeah, and I see a lot of vets were, were, were upset with this trade. They're saying that, you know, the guy that they got is a real bad person and he's a gun smuggler and he's a murderer. But the problem is, is, is like you said, they're playing hardball because of that. Like nobody gets nine years for having that little bit of cannabis oil. So they're giving her that time because they want to make this trade, which is crazy. But, you know, I just want to see Brittany grinding back home with her family. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they are saying even aside from all that, this is an extremely harsh sentence considering other people who have been sentenced uh, previously in Russian courts for similar things. And they said the average jail time for this type of crime is five years and that almost a third of those who are convicted get parole. And so they feel that Brittany Griner's detention was handled improperly, according to the lawyers. And Brittany Griner also said she had to sign documents and she did not fully understand what was in them. She was also not given adequate translations of the Russian language paperwork. And a defense expert testified the examination of the vape cartridges containing the cannabis oil also did not comply with Russian law. Now, here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. Today's sentencing is a reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany. The U.S. government continues to work aggressively, pursuing every avenue to bring home Brittany. Yeah, and it's it's to the point when you play with other countries, you play with other countries' rules, right? We could say it till we're blue in the face. This is wrong. This is foul. This is not fair. But what happens? It's another country. We can't just go in there and bust her out. So we're gonna have to make some, you know, some some trades and some decisions to get her out because obviously Russia is not trying to help and not looking out for us. So, All right. Well, Brittany Griner's legal team does have 10 days to file an appeal to the court's decision, which they are planning to do. And that is your front page news. Next hour, we will be talking about Breonna Taylor and uh, the officers mm-hmm. and former officers who were sentenced. All right. Well, well get it off. Not sentenced. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now again. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Janice from Dayton. Good morning, Janice. How you feeling? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing blessed. I actually wanted to get off my chest about the Brittany Griner situation. Go ahead, you bro. know, I'm a, I'm really disappointed and kind of sad at what's going on because at the end of the day, you know, I know y'all seen Boosie's post. Everybody done seen Boosie's post. And one thing, mm-hmm. had it right. It, I'm not trying to be funny, but if this was a Caucasian woman, she was home months ago. Right. He said if this, this was Taylor fair, Swift. I, you, Taylor, I ain't want to say her name. Don't put her out there, but Taylor Swift. Any, it, it ain't even got to be a Taylor Swift. It's got to be somebody high up. That, if she, if her skin was light, bright, she wouldn't. She would not be there, and it's kind of sad. 
You know, she got to sit there nine years for not even a, an ounce, a less than an ounce. Yeah. For, that, that's bull. That's bull. Yeah. Less Absolutely than a gram. I'm sorry. Not a, not, I'm very sad. It's, it's, and Biden really step up. You know, where's Kim K? Kim K be doing for everybody. Kim K, we calling you. We need you to put your lawyer boots back on and help our girl out. Because at the end of the day, this this is really just injustice for real. Um, I really want to say I appreciate y'all letting me get on here. You know, every time I try to shout out to the, uh, Angelique, follow. You don't follow me, but you be posting me on your page. I love you. Um, and I love everything that about you. Um, I just, I really hope she gets some justice because listening to y'all and listening to everybody about it, this is very much unfair and I just can't believe it. But well, I thank hope you everybody have a blessed day. Thank you. You too now. Hello, who's this? What's up? What's up? It's Mike from Brooklyn. Mike, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell like everybody listening about like who they trying to trade Brittany Griner for because a lot of people, especially in our community, they don't know. Right. Um, the dude that they trying to trade her for is a dude by the name of Victor Boot. And Victor Boot was, um, he is a Russian arms trafficker. He trafficked Russian arms throughout the whole entire world. He made Russia a lot of money. And he is responsible for all them AK-47s you see in Africa with the mercenaries in Saudi Arabia. Right. And all that. He got thousands and thousands of people killed. You know what I mean? So that's who they trying to trade her for and I don't know what to say because he's a real dangerous fellow you know what I mean he got yeah, a so, lot of people mm -hmm. killed throughout the entire world and that's what the vets were saying vets were like you know letting him go is 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 difficult because you know they, they've been running him down and chasing him down for years so for, but for, for 20 years almost right. almost 20 years they've been trying to get this guy but um you know, he like all them AK-47s and all them Russian you know missiles that you see all over the world that's yep. how they get there through him Okay. I mean, he well, thank got you, brother. private jets and all that. You know what I mean? And one but this is a hard there. situation because then what do you do? There's a lot of pressure here to get Britney Griner to come home. Well, Ru right? Russia's not yeah, going to so let Britney home unless they get that guy. So they would have nah, given they, 30 they really, years. They really, they really want him because, you know, he make, he makes Russia a lot of money. He makes them oligarchs money over there. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to say about that. It's a, it's a tough situation. Thank you, though, bro. You know what I mean? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's no... Power 105.1. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Carla, good morning. Hey, Carla, get it off your chest. Okay, you know what? I'm tired. I've got to be at work at 5 o'clock every morning. Yes, I'm late every day, but I still <laughs> take my ass to work. I'm tired right. of people You're calling late me every single day. <laughs> I, I'm late because I smoke weed a lot. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I smoke a lot of weed. So Come on, Barbara. You got to get to work. Where you work? Where do you work? Um, undisclosed information. Can't tell you that. My boss is listening to y'all. Well, get your ass um, to work. I'm tired of people calling me, asking me for money, and they're not willing to work. They tell me I'm making less money, so I should be able to give them money. And I told them, I'll give you the information to get a job but I will not cripple you by giving you money and you're not willing to work for yourself. 
I yeah, give I, it I it. Once you start giving people money, they're going to never stop asking. I was just talking to you about this. You know, that's that's the reason I do not lend money. Uh, I got six kids. That's one, by the way. But two, I, like you said, once you open that door, it never stops. And and I will help somebody when they need it. That's that's not a problem. But lending people money and you see them out and about or you see them on vacation, I, I can't do that. I, I see, and I told them I got a child about to go to Wayne State. I just had to cut a fourteen and a half thousand dollar check, and I'm not even bill paying for college. Help me pay for my daughter's college, and then we can talk. You right? Get your ass yeah, listen, all you all you got to do is say those four words. I ain't got it. You right? And ma'am, you can't say I work hard because you don't. You late every day. You know what? Yes. You guys are so right, but you know what? I tell people like this. If y'all live in the city of Detroit, there's jobs out here. Stop asking right. for money and you can do it for yourself. My father always taught me, never ask a man to do something for you that you are not willing to do for yourself. Okay. All right. Well, if you're in Detroit, okay. I, I want you to swing by Mary Jane uh, in the next couple of weeks. I have a strain coming out called Slurred, and I want you to try that. You know what? I'll try it if you send me some. I'll send you some. Oh, oh now you asking for money? But he but listen, got, man. No, I'm not asking. Listen, uh-uh, I'm, play, I'm, I'm not asking play with for money. You. It's different. It, it's yeah, not, no. It's different. I'm asking for marijuana because I want to be able to try this strain so I can promote it. So that's actually helping him out because right. in the week, okay. you know, I like it. So okay. you know, let's you do that. I, and I promote it. Well, I cannot send it okay. to you because it's against the law to send it in the mail, but. I will um, get your name and info, and you can swing by the uh, dispensary, Mary Jane, in Detroit. You pick some up, you try it, and if you like it, you post about it. That's all I ask for you to do. She really flipped that. And I'm in Detroit, Envy. You didn't send me none. Well, she's a wee connoisseur. But if uh, if you're there now, I'll send it to you. I'll I'll have somebody drop it off right at your crib. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ebony. How are you this morning? Hey, Ebony, get it off your chest. Well... I want to let you all know that I'm a single mother of three. Um, Two months ago, I lost my job with the city working for a trash company. Um, And it put me behind, okay? And, um, like, my kid's father, same man, he's basically being, he's not being a man about it when it comes to his kids. You know, school started. I was behind. Thank God I just recently got a job. But, like, you know, I was trying to get off my chest that I want him just to really be a man so I don't have to involve, like, child support and all of this stuff. But where I'm at now, I'm, like, soon to be evicted, and it's almost like I might have to just so my kids could be able to get the things that they need, you know? Like, I try hard every day just to make sure that they get the stuff that they need and we have stuff at the house, and and it's just getting hard, and I just really want him to be a stand-up man, and it's like... You know, eviction letter on my door. I asked him, could he get the kids? And he's like, no, I can't do it right now. I have to work. And it's just, it just really bothers me. It really bothers me. Well, I'm so sorry, Mama. And where are yeah, you that's from? tough, man. And he's not stepping I'm up to the plate and doing what he's... I'm Augusta. Augusta, Georgia, okay. And I can hear yeah. it in your voice there, how difficult and how stressful this has to be for you. So what are, what are you going to do? Because, like, I don't have $1,800 to give you know, the people for my rent. So it's like, now we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. You do you have a GoFundMe? Like, we might have to stay in the hotel room. We might have to, and I don't know. And I don't you have a cash app, like, Mama, or GoFundMe? I have a cash app. Put your cash app out there, man. Maybe, maybe if 
if eighteen hundred people could could put up a dollar or or, uh, or nine hundred people could put up two dollars to help out a little bit. Put your cash app. What's your cash app, Mama? My cash app is Haitian Barbie eighty three. That's H A I T I A N B A R B I E eighty three. And City of Augusta and anywhere else, if y'all listening, please, please, please help me. And the ones in Augusta that know me, y'all know my kids' father. Tell them to step up, man. Tell them to step up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Mama. You have a good weekend and. Hopefully somebody out there listening can you know help a little bit if they can. Get it off yeah, your I wish chest. Could give her a hug. Right. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Well, let's talk about Neo's wife, Crystal. She has filed for divorce. And what are these allegations? We'll tell you what people are saying, what the streets are saying. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Neil. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On the Breakfast Club. Listen up. Well, Neil's wife, Crystal Smith, has filed for divorce. And in that paperwork that she uh, actually filed, that was July 22nd. According to multiple news outlets, she said the marriage is irretrievably broken. There's no hope for reconciliation. She also stated that he committed the act of adultery and alleges that he recently fathered a minor child with his paramour. So she also has been taking care of their three children and is asking for primary physical custody of the kids and joint legal custody as well as child support and alimony. I thought they worked it out. When he was on a breakfast club, he was like, the pandemic was the best thing because they were able to talk. He couldn't run. He couldn't move. He had to handle the situation. Well, I guess they unworked it out. I mean, you know, I couldn't tell you all the ins and outs of what happened. I know when he was on the show, he has a new album out right now. He addresses how much things have been going great for them. He had one song where he addresses past cheating, but apparently it, it, Allegedly hasn't stopped. I mean, he hasn't responded to any of these accusations yet. And he did ask for privacy while he works things out. But this is what she has filed in the paperwork. So you can see this is the reason why she's asking for a divorce. Okay. All right. Well, wish him the best. Yep. All right. Now, little TJ is in good spirits. He was discharged from the hospital after his near fatal shooting earlier this year. And now there's a photo of him that's been circulating online. It shows him smiling in the car. He's on a group FaceTime call with some of his friends. So we don't know when he was released from the hospital, but he was shot multiple times outside of a Chipotle in Edgewater, New Jersey. This was on June 22nd, according to the prosecutor's office. A man named Mohammed Konadi tried to rob Lil TJ and his, his friends. And so he actually ended up getting arrested, Konadi, after a month after the shooting and is currently being held in Rikers Island as he is awaiting extradition to New Jersey. But fortunately, little TJ looks like he's doing a lot better. That's great. I know there were a lot of rumors going around. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say that. At first, they said he might be paralyzed, wouldn't be able to speak again. So the fact that that brother's going home is a positive thing. So shout to him, man. Shout to his family and and all that. The fact that he's even smiling like that is a good thing Absolutely. Yep. All right. And... Nori has finally gotten his driver's license. (laughs) He said he has had 35 cars in his life, but never had a license. So who can believe that? But that's a very New York thing. 
you know, I was, I will say, I do. What's that? Not having a license? Yes. Yeah, I know a lot of people in New York that don't have a license because there's so much public transportation, trains and buses and and car services and dollar vans. So yeah, it makes sense. But Nori, that's a long time. Nori been in Miami about ten years, fifteen years. I know. I don't know how you don't drive around in Miami, but you know, driving in New York is also very stressful. I will say that. But he fortunately did pass that test. Here he is. Different than y'all. I got his license. The y'all got his license. It's over. Road rage everywhere. <laughs> I'm outside. I'm driving. I'm, I'm finally driving my own cars. God damn it. Now, I will say this. <laughs> Getting your license is very difficult. And it's not the driving test. It's the actual written test that you have to pass. There's so many rules and regulations and laws. I guarantee you, ye, if you take that written test right now, you would fail. Guarantee. I did, actually, I did really well on the written test when I took it. it was yeah, that was a long time ago. Let me ask you a question. How many feet can hard. you park away from a fire hydrant? Uh, 25. <laughs> I, I think it is 25, but um, that's a good guess. But <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a lot of, of, of new laws and regulations, especially when it comes to drinking. It's a lot. It, it, it definitely is a lot. <laughs> okay. And congratulations to our girl, Taylor Works. She has... A brand new gig, and so she is going to be doing Amazon's Thursday Night Football. So congratulations to her. That is such a huge deal. She's been doing so much. She is. And so just seeing all this happen for her, she posted life update. I'm incredibly happy to announce that I'll be joining Thursday Night Football this season. I'll be doing long-form interviews and features with your favorite NFL players and continuing to tell stories in meaningful and fresh ways. Thursday Night Football is now exclusively on Prime Video, and I'm happy to be a part of this historic season. Calling this a dream come true is truly an understatement, and so happy that I'll still be with the fam at Bleacher Report and NBA on TNT in the same role you're used to. Hosting my interview show, NBA Twitter Live, and various linear linear opportunities, and Bleacher Report has fostered such an unbelievable environment. So congratulations to her for having so much going on. Yeah, she's and really showing up and showing out. She said the takeover continues. And she's dope. She does an amazing job. Shout out to her and her, her whole team, Heather and all of them. Like, they really do their damn thing. So definitely shout out to them and congratulations. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Brianna Taylor. Four current and former Louisville police officers that were involved in the deadly raid on her house, including detectives who worked on the search warrant, the ex-officer accused of firing blindly into her home. They have finally been charged. All right, we'll get into that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. If you see a child left unattended, call 911. If the child looks unresponsive, do what it takes to get him or her out safely. Paid for by NHTSA. WWPRFM HD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Let me put a little bit of the breakfast club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. Hey. You are rock, 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 Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. Real life. I, 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 I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive. Another one. Yeah. Try me a hundred times. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. DJ Khaled. I, 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 I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive, I'm staying alive. I see in love and she been over once. 
It's not like I know no for months. This life it allow me to take what I want. It's not like I know what I want. It's not like I know what I need. I get some time, but there's no guarantees. When I was broke, she was being a tease. Four pockets full, now she down on her knees. Whoa, 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 whoa. Baby, gon' hit it and send it to me. Yeah. Oh, I'ma hit it and send it to baby. That's how I get when this life get too crazy. Whoa, whoa, for real, for real. Whoa. They tryna seal the deal. See me up under a sheet, parade in the streets. Yeah. Try me a hundred times. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. That was Khaled, Drake, Little Baby. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, let's get some front page news. Where we starting at, Yee? All right, well, let's start with the officers who were involved in the deadly raid on Breonna Taylor's home. Now, four current and former Louisville police officers have been charged. Finally, these are the first federal counts leveled against any of the officers involved in this raid. Now, in addition to civil rights offenses, federal authorities have charged them with unlawful conspiracies because they lied, tried to cover it up, unconstitutional use of force and obstruction. And as you know, Brianna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, said she has been waiting 874 days for wow. federal charges to be filed and has beaten everything sent to break her. So here is actually we'll flash back to over two years ago when Angie Martinez and I had a sit down with Tamika Palmer about Breonna Taylor. What does justice look like for you now? Uh, these officers being fired and arrested. If anybody else would have done it, they'd be arrested. So mm-hmm. they, they obtained a warrant under a lie. They told several stories and so they should be arrested. I mean, they lied. They, there was no reason for them to be there. And the person you, you wanted, so you proclaimed to want it was in custody. So to go in there at one in the morning and scare her and kill her. And then create all these stories. It's so, so damn sad. I'm glad they were arrested. I am so glad that they're arrested now. Hopefully they're convicted. You know, that's the next step, getting them convicted. 
Right, Tamika Palmer said, every day has been March 13th for me. That's the day that Breonna Taylor was killed back in 2020. And so that interview was from June 10th in 2020. So it's taken over two years for even charges to be filed. But that's a first step. You know, and here's what Attorney General Merrick Garland had to say yesterday. I spoke with the family of Breonna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. The four defendants were charged through two separate indictments. All right, former Detective Joshua Jaynes, Detective Kelly Goodlett, and Sergeant Kyle Meany were charged with submitting a false affidavit to search Taylor's home ahead of the police department's raid and then working together to create a false cover story in an attempt to escape responsibility for their roles in preparing the warrant affidavit that contained false information. That's according to court documents. Now, ex-detective Brett Hankinson is alleged to have willfully used unconstitutionally excessive force when he fired his service weapon into Taylor's apartment through a covered window and covered glass door. He is charged with depriving Taylor and a guest in her home of their constitutional rights by firing shots through a bedroom window that was covered with blinds and a blackout curtain. Wow. I mean, I'm just mad that it took this long. I am glad that they finally arrested him. Now we have to convict him. Now we have to make sure they go to jail for that. I mean, they lied. They really lied. The person that they were looking for was in custody. Was in custody. Yeah, nah, they should go to jail. All right. Well, finally, first step. So the fight is not over. It's just the beginning. But I know that... uh, Everybody was waiting to see this day. So finally. All right. And that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we're going to kick it with DJ Drama and Wiz Khalifa. So we know Wiz Khalifa has been in the news recently. He got into an altercation with a DJ at a club, smacked the DJ's hat off and uh, the hat flew into the crowd. People were saying that he beat a DJ up. Um, and I was talking to DJ Drama the other day, and we was like, yo, you know, it'd be dope if two DJs actually tell him how we feel when it comes to DJs getting picked on and, and, and beat up and in all types of different situations. So we sat down with him yesterday, and we're going to get it on next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. We have Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Welcome. What up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having us. Now, this is a special edition. Uh, I got a call a a couple of days ago from uh, Kid Capri. Kid Capri called me and asked me for DJ Drama's number. So uh, I gave him Drama's number, but I wanted to call Drama and tell him that I was giving him the number. I had no clue why. I called Drama, and Drama told me everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. When I first heard what was going on with Wiz Khalifa, I said... I know Wiz a long time in this industry, right? We're not friends, you know, friends as you call all the time, but every time we see each other, he's always called you happy, uh, very, uh, if he's out and about and you're out and about, he's going to make sure that you're comfortable, right? Mm, I've never seen a, a angry Wiz in my life. I can other than when he's that. boxing and hitting it in the bag, right? That's the only time I've ever seen him thing. And he still looks happy when he's hitting the bag. So we talked about the incident, what happened. And from the video, we only seen one side. So I told Drama, it would be dope if two DJs actually interview Wiz to talk about what was going on, because we get it from both sides. Right. You're somebody that's had dramas, had beef with a lot of artists. I've had beef with a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. And, but this is not 
than necessarily the same situation. Mm-hmm. So we have Wiz Khalifa. You're on tour right now. Congratulations. You just released your album. Thank you. So um, break down what happened. You were, you were in the club. It was your album release. And, and what happened that night? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to apologize to all the DJs and the entire DJ community for my behavior. I do realize that it was a bit much. And I'm big enough man to be like, yo, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't go down. That's not how business gets handled and that's not how you get your point across mm-hmm. so i apologize to anybody who i offended sincerely mm-hmm. um yeah I didn't, I didn't want to piss anybody off um what happened that night unfortunately uh, you know i'll just walk you through the whole situation uh, i was booked to be at poppy for the for my album release that night mm-hmm. uh, it was the night that my album came out so it was like officially you know my night mm-hmm. i'm on the flyer and you know how it is if you book an artist at a club, they usually, you know, have like a small set. Um, I think my set was to be five songs. Mm-hmm. So we prepared the set. We put it on a flash drive and we gave it to the DJ. And, um, you know, he warmed up the crowd, did his thing, played whatever records, you know, gets the club going. And it was a good night. Um, when it came time to be my set, like actual my five songs, the songs that we gave to him on the flash drive, um, it was just a real issue with like, you know, timing, like firing the songs, the cues were wrong. And the way that I usually perform, especially if I'm rocking with a DJ that I've never uh, performed with before, I just like to go back and forth with them. I might tap you like, yo, do a little mute right here or cut the verse right here just so we can have fun. And you know what I'm saying? That's mainly the interaction uh, if I'm, you know, performing with a DJ who is not my DJ Bonix. So, um, you know, in, in attempt to do that, it was kind of getting thrown off. Like everything was just, it wasn't going right. The music wasn't going right. There was people talking over it. And like, I calmly was like, you know, um, let's get it together guys. Like I, I understand, but we need to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my first attempt at, like, trying to, you know, let them know, like, yes, it's not really going how it should be going. And then, um, you know, as the set continued, it just got even more uh, unprofessional. Uh, Like, songs were playing in the middle of my songs, and I would ask to, I know the order of the songs, so I would want to go to the next one, and then a song that I didn't even have in the order comes on. So it was just really frustrating, and um, I got emotional, and I showed you know my emotions and um that's mainly what you see in the video and um i was definitely out of out of line for you know touching the young man's hat and um you know doing what some people would consider assaulting a dj uh that's that was not in my character and that's not how i handle things and it's not excusable it's not um defendable in 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 any way shape or form but um the situation was you know between me and the guys there and I, I just got upset. That's all I was um, on my end. Have you gotten a chance to talk directly to Mikey Danger? No, I've reached out to Mikey Danger, and um, he's in the midst of a lot of different things going on. So we haven't gotten a chance to talk to each other. It's definitely a goal of mine to get in touch with him personally and personally apologize. Um, yeah, make that happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I reached out to Mikey before I did the interview because mm-hmm. I wanted to ask how he felt if he wanted to say anything, and uh, right. I reached out a couple of times and, and he didn't get back to me. I, I did reached as out. well. I, I don't know him personally, right? So I reached out to a couple of label people I, and, he, and he didn't return. I, I, 
I will say, like, you know, and I saw Mikey's post. He he, he made a post on Instagram and everything. And, um, you know, I, I, f- I feel like it was it was um, very classy of him. You know, the three of us, as well as the rest of the world that saw the video, you know, all know that Wiz took it a little far and mm-hmm. it was wrong for his action. But, you know, Mikey addressed it in a way where he said, we're all artists, you know, we're all creatives, and hopefully we can move forward in a in in a space of love, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, in the in the in the situation that we're in right now, where a lot of DJs are are taking a stand, or you know, in a in a sense, I feel like it's you know trying to cancel or mm-hmm. not play Wiz Khalifa records. You know, it didn't seem like Mikey was necessarily um, uh, promoting that stance. Well, how, how do you feel about that, Wiz? Where I hear a lot of DJs, they're pretty upset. They're, they're talking about not playing your music. Uh, I know one rumor that came out was that you put hands on Mikey, that you, you were physically assaulted him, but you never punched Mikey, you never hit him, you smacked his hat off. Mm-hmm. So it was no physical, you never punched him personally? No, no. So how do you feel that, I know uh, Kid Capri was upset, I know you actually spoke to Kid Capri, uh, I know Tony Neal, DJ Will, a couple of DJs, so how do you feel about that? Because a lot of times, you know, you come to these clubs, you support these DJs, and you come to their shows and their birthday parties, so how do you feel about that? Um, I want to allow all the DJs to feel how they want to feel. Um, yeah, if you if you accept my apology and see it as sincere, then we can move forward. And if you're still a bit upset and you want to, you know, take your stance, I'll allow all of them to do that without any uh, bad feelings on my end because I did put myself out there for that. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's unfortunate that that's the situation that we're in, but. I'm going to just allow them to do that and stand on what they want to stand on. A lot of these DJs, well, pretty much all of these DJs um, get drops from me, get interviews from me. So they know me personally. Personally, They know who, who I really am. So if they want to use this situation and let that outweigh everything that I've done, that's up to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're completely allowed to do that. I'm not going to have any hard feelings or anything towards anybody. All right, we got more with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Now, playing devil's advocate, right? I'm speaking to a, a couple of artists because I like to hear both sides, right? Yeah. They said that, you know, they felt like you went too far, but they also felt like maybe it was understandable, right? And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is they said it was your album release party. Uh, you were performing. Mm-hmm. People were recording. Uh, the DJ and I, and I guess the host that night, as you were rapping and performing, they were talking over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing two songs at the same time where it was it was nasty and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you got fed up. And a lot of artists was like, I understand. I come there to do a show. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my ish wasn't right. And you tried to break it down. You tried to explain it to them. And that's what got you frustrated. Is that is that what happened that night? Yeah, that's absolutely what happened. For sure. So, you know... And Envy, when me and you talked, me and Kid Capri talked, and you know we've continued to talk through the week, you know, and I and me and uh, Capri talked about we were going to do this interview, and you know he just asked me, or he wanted to make sure I was okay because you know I feel like I'm in a somewhat of a complex uh, position. Why is that? Well, Wiz is a personal friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, he has been for pretty much his whole career. You know, I, I'm somebody that was going to Pittsburgh in, in 07, 08, 09, you know, um, me and Wiz got 
close very early on in his career you know i've been on tour with him since 2014 we go out you know so he's actually somebody that i consider a close friend in the business but i'm also a dj you know and i support djs you right. know i stand by djs you know what i mean and you know there are a lot of djs that look up to people like myself and you and mm -hmm. and others on a, on a certain stature so i i didn't want to i don't want to come off as as biased you right. know and you know one of the things that i, I wanted to say that you know as a, as i've processed um the situation and went through it first and foremost i don't even think it's necessarily just a dj and an artist situation it's mm -hmm. a man-to-man -man situation Correct. and we all know as men you know you can't put your hands on anybody you know what i'm saying and and i'm sure wiz would agree to that you know what i mean like it, when it comes down to it and then the other thing that kind of for me with processing through this through this whole week and, and watching how it, it played out and and djs you know getting on their social media and making statements and saying let's not play with khalifa records and djs staying united like wiz is one of the most coolest most humble most like down-to-earth friendliest artist that you you can name in the business right and he has been for his whole 15 years in, in the game and it's like you know not not to say any names but there there are incidents and situations out there with very huge large known figures you know again maybe in different fields of entertainment or in sports that a story will come out and then more stories will come out and then more stories will come out correct and then next thing you know it's a hundred people uh with the same similar stories that's not this case right here. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a very isolated incident, you know? And I feel like, you know, again, wrong is wrong. You know, Wiz, Wiz and I don't want to speak for him, but he's already uh, made a statement and, and, and said that he knows he was wrong. But it's not like 100 DJs or or less or anybody can come out and be like, yeah, I had a bad experience with Wiz Khalifa right. too. And, and yeah, I remember when Wiz came to the club and he did some f***ed up shit. Nobody can say that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... That as a DJ is was was kind of bothering me about you know this this quote unquote DJ staying united situation like it's just it's just it feels a little unfair you know what I mean because you know before this nobody had a bad story to tell about Wiz no no I get it and and when I seen the video and I think any DJ there if if anybody would have knocked off my hat if we in the airport if we in a regardless outside yeah we would have tussling yeah right? we would have got regardless because we're, we're men at the end of the day and right. we can shake hands and laugh about it I mean I didn't had problems with pretty much every artist in the industry and a lot of times we laugh it out when it's over yeah but what I didn't like was the next day you did an interview with Complex I think it was Complex it was a DJ named Complex oh DJ Complex DJ Complex and uh, they played the snippet where you was like sometimes DJs need to get spanked now was that out of frustration was that out of being mad where did that come from honestly i was talking about younger people more on the grind and on the come up and who don't really have to answer to their actions and physical altercation is not the way to handle any of your my business that's not what i'm talking about mm -hmm. checking somebody about your business sometimes it has to happen and that's more of what I meant by that comment is like, you know, it's not necessarily foreign for, um, you know, artists, DJs or just anybody in the, the hip hop community to get kind of checked. And sometimes it's more aggressive than than others, but it's not foreign. So, you know, to act like that's not 
really, you know, where we come from or what we do when it's like an issue or something to stand on. I'm, I'm, never, I'm not on that side where it's like, right. nah, I'm not just, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. kind of weird. Now, Mikey called you tomorrow and said, you know what, where's I feel away? I want five minutes with you in the gym. Just let's box it out and then we can hug after. You're fine with that. I'm not making any more violent scenarios. <laughs> I'm done provoking violence. That was my one time y'all gonna catch me. And um, yeah, I apologize. It, it wasn't right. Okay. So I wanna I wanna uh switch gears for a second. Yeah. So you're independent now. You're no longer on Atlantic Records. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to make that move? Um, I had a really, really decent run in the uh the majors. It's better than decent. Yeah, it was right. cool, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You have a record um, that's billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah billion. Decent run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun, but uh, I just feel like you know, moving forward, I'm just going to explore my options, um, you know, independently. And do you like to independent? Because I was talking to somebody at label, it was like, well, maybe if he wasn't independent, a label rep would have been there and been able to introduce the DJ and been that middle person. But since it's independent, you and your team have to do everything. Well, anybody who knows. Me or my team, or if you don't know me or my team, mm-hmm. we do everything anyways. Facts. We're self-sufficient. We're Taylor Gang before we're any other label or establishment. And to be honest, if there was a CEO of a label or a manager and that was happening to their artists, somebody would be getting a talking to. For show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got more with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Wiz Khalifa and DJ Drama. Now, I got one last question pertaining to all of this, and then I just want to ask you about the album because, of course, the album is out right now. Absolutely. And I want to I play a joint or two. Mm-hmm. You and Gilly the Kid. Okay. Gilly was mad that you were wearing Hoochie Daddy shorts is what they call them now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was upset. He said you took his page down. Was there any truth to any of that? And have you and Gilly recently spoke about it? And- There's no truth to me deactivating this page. I wouldn't go that far for anybody. Like You flattering yourself by thinking that I got the time to be doing stuff like that. I do have a really large fan base and I do have a community of people who are down to protect me. So they ride for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it is what it is. Have we reached out or talked? No. Do I plan on it? No. Were you upset when, when he made the jokes about your shorts? No, no, no. I wasn't upset I, about that. Thought- it was another situation where I felt like somebody was coming at my brand and I felt the need to protect it. And on a personal level, the conversation that we had don't even need to go further than that. So for you, that's done. It's no longer. Okay. Now let's talk about music. You got a new album out. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel being totally independent and totally having to push your records totally have to back it totally have to do radio totally doing tour how, how does that feel is there any difference to well that's the inside? cool thing about me is like i do this stuff because i love it mm-hmm. you know like when it's time to do promo like i hit up my team i'm like yo let's let's go to different djs in different cities or you know let's do some drops or you know what i mean let's pop out like let's be a part of the community let's do some meet and greets and because i feel like that's a really really um important part to like building the project and having everybody involved and that's what's really unfortunate about this situation is it's the complete opposite of like where my head is at you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like my head is in showing people love and experiencing and doubling back and doing things that we did you know 10 years ago doing it now and a lot of um djs tell me they're like man artists they get to your position and they forget about us but we appreciate you for coming back and like doing the the og stuff that that people don't do so 
it's not a label or anybody who makes me do what I do when it comes to work. I do it because I love it and I understand how important it is and how good it is for the project. And um, for this project, it's my best one that I've ever released. So I'm just super happy to have it out. Super happy for my fans to be able to digest it. Really happy for me to like meet new people and be like, yo, listen to my album. Or you know what I mean? Like when you flying home after this conversation and you got an opportunity to listen to it, I'm excited for moments like that. That's really what it's all about. We on tour right now. I love being on tour. Um, I haven't toured in what? Two, three, three years. years. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's been like three years. So, you know, it's really fun to just do the things that I love. Be creative, you know, make merch, put my team on and just, you know, really just be a, a good example out here. I was going to ask, you know, Wiz is a guy that that feels off of vibes, right? Yeah, yeah. You were stuck in the crib for two years because of the pandemic. So what vibe were you able to create, right? Most people create music off of going out and touching mm -hmm. the world, seeing people. Mm -hmm. But for the last two years, we were all stuck in the crib. Yeah. So so how was you creating that vibe off of that? It was fun. And it um and it still allowed me time to like grow and learn learn myself. Making music by myself has been really, really enjoyable. And um just being able to tune things out or just you know, focus on my ideas and the things that I think are cool or the ways that I feel like music should should sound right now. You know, having isolation is it, it gave me the confidence to do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now I was going to also ask, you know, with, with everything that's going on with, you know, the DJ and make Mikey and Tron and even Gilly. Yeah. Has anybody reached out to you like any of your peers, artists, any of your closest friends and say, yo, what's going on? Or, uh, not at all. It's not one of the conversations that, that pretty much all the homies hit me up. You know, they check on me, make sure I'm good, like mentally. Because it could be a lot when you got all these different opinions flying at you and stuff like that. But I'm built for this, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a grown man. So with this particular situation, I apologize. And I apologize sincerely. And hopefully we can move forward after that. So so just a last thing to touch on that. When you hear statements like people are taking a stand because they don't want any artists in the game younger artists or uh, of of any caliber to feel comfortable to be putting their hands on djs or whatever however what it what resonates with you with that uh like as far as people taking a stand yeah and when you hear statements like that like you know based upon what happened with wiz and in the club you know and as if it, it you were setting an example for what artists could be comfortable doing. Nah, man, that's that's people shouldn't align that up with anything else but me. Like that's my mistake. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta own up to it. I gotta take what comes with it. And if people choose to forgive me and give me a second chance, then I'll greatly appreciate it. And I'm I'm here for you know whatever makes everything better for everybody. I'm I made a mistake. I, I fucked up people do that you know what i'm saying like nobody's really perfect so if i'm not allowed to make no mistakes then you know you just gotta you're you're entitled to feel how you want to feel all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> wiz khalifa dj drama tonight they in austin texas so make sure you check them out and and i appreciate you guys and i appreciate you clearing it up a lot of people wouldn't have cleared it up wouldn't wanted to talk about it wouldn't want yeah, to discuss nah, it mainly it's just me apologizing like i i'm not defending myself and or saying what should happen or shouldn't happen. I just apologize that I offended anybody and definitely would, you know, like to ask for you guys' forgiveness from the DJ community and knowing moving forward that business won't be handled like that. 
right. ever again. And to all the DJs out there, I know me and DJ Drama are not the uh, mm-hmm. DJ uh, President Coalition. <laughs> we just wanted to talk about it because you're talking to you know to a couple of DJs that's been through the, the worst, the worst of the worst of the, the beefs and been through it all, being arrested and yeah. Ford. I, yeah. I done been chased by Biggie yeah. and Irv and and you name it, Mano and Gucci as everybody, oh, everybody. But yeah, you know, we what got mean? stories for days, stories for days, yeah. but. I hope that somebody you, I talked to a DJ today that said, uh, shout, shout out to my DJ booth. He said, man, I'm glad to see you and Envy are, are good now. I'm like, bro, that was like eight years ago. Me and Drama had beef for five minutes. <laughs> for real? And they will not let this yeah, go. Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, I'm beefing about. Literally it was like eight, eight minutes, eight years ago. And I didn't want to discuss it on air, Wiz. I was like, I'll talk to you after the interview. He said I was being light-skinned and we talked about it, it on air and it blew and up. still to this day, people say, man, I'm so glad to see you and Envy cool again. Five like, minute yo. beef, baby. <laughs> well, there you have it. It's Wiz Khalifa, DJ Drama. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Drake. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report talk to with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, it looks like Drake has tested negative for COVID already. Now he has rescheduled his concert for Saturday. So that's going to be tomorrow. He posted negative test, positive outcome. This was the only date available until the fall. And because the family is so solid, everybody is flying back in to make it happen for you all. See you Saturday, Young Moolah. So as you know, he had to cancel that Young Money reunion tour in Toronto. And that was because of testing positive for COVID. But fortunately, he's been able to reschedule the date for a week later. I thought, has he been down for five days? Because usually you got to sit for five, right? I mean, it's different. You know, people be getting tested and it's then they're, they're vaccinated, <laughs> boosted. Listen, for me, I tested positive and then a few days later, I tested negative. Yeah, because you don't actually know when you got it. You could have had it for a couple of days already. Dress facts. Yep. Yeah, so he should be fine. All right, now 50 Cent has a new business venture. He has a podcast. He's going to be hosting an El Chapo podcast series about the downfall of El Chapo. It'll focus on the twin brothers who helped take El Chapo down. It's supposed to be about famous drug informants, the Flores twins. They ratted out one of the most powerful drug traffickers in the world. They did that in exchange for a lighter prison sentence. You said that's 50 Cent doing that? Mm-hmm. He does everything. 50 um, got so many shows coming up. He got podcasts. He got movies. He got albums. He's he's doing so much right now. I think he's on tour overseas right now. 50 is just getting to the bag. Yeah, I don't know how he does it all, but that's going to launch on Lionsgate Sound, by the way. So same thing as Lionsgate. And it's going to be uh, exclusively distributed by the iHeart Podcast Network. Okay. All right. Now, feds are going to be seizing R. Kelly's substantial inmate trust account. And so they're moving in uh, to be able to do that. And that's because he hasn't been paying his fines. In addition to a 30-year prison term for racketeering and sex trafficking, they also ordered at his sentencing that he has to pay a $100,000 fine, a $900 special assessment, and a $40,000 assessment under the Justice for Trafficking Victims Act. And he hasn't paid a dime of that to date. So now they are moving in. They said he's accumulated substantial funds in his inmate trust account, so they're going to be taking that. He has about $28,000 in that account as of Wednesday, so they want to take that money from him. I mean... He's still R. Kelly. He should be getting royalties and all types of money coming from it for his records. So he should still be able to get, they should be able to take that money. He might have sold all that. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Pay for his lawyer fees. You're right. You're right. 
And Bow Wow is hosting a BET dating series. It's called After Happily Ever After. It'll be divorced or separated exes, and they're going to be playing matchmaker for one another. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Imagine trying to set your ex up or your ex-husband or ex-wife up with somebody. Yeah, no, that's that's weird. I watch it, though. All right, and Tara Owens has posted a video of a dispute that he got into with a Karen neighbor. He posted an 11-minute video on Instagram with Karen is real. Wow, just a normal night of being black in America. I want to say I can't believe it, but y'all know what it is. Karen on bikes, tears, hashtag false accusations, hashtag her name is Kate. And listen to this. He ran the stop sign. Well, there is no stop sign. What are you talking about? But I asked him to Right, because you're going to yell at me and tell me I'm almost hit you, and I didn't. But you didn't have to get out of your car. You didn't have to talk to me that way either, Karen. You're a black man uh, approaching a white woman. So first of all, I don't do that type okay, of stuff. Relax. You did. You put your car in park, and you came uh, at yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, first of all, I didn't come at you. Yes, you, can, you did. You can stop all of that, Karen. He literally came after me. Here she crying. There's Karen. Look at this. This is unbelievable. Swear to God, I've never been a part of nothing like this. You're lying now because I was sitting in the garage. See, that's so crazy because she went back to, you're a black man approaching a white woman. What? Wow. Now, now she said, oh, you ran a stop sign. There was no stop sign there. You almost hit me. She was what? like, but I asked you to slow down. My car was in park. Like, stop it. When she should she go to said jail. That, that was all you needed to hear. That is so frustrating. And imagine you have to live in a community knowing that person lives there. Like, right. I don't want you living nowhere near me. That's You're crazy. To get she should be arrested. arrested. False Anything could have happened to him. And if she right. was so scared, she's just standing there arguing and crying and going back and forth. You're not scared then. That's crazy. That's disgusting. But that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, donkey of the day. Charlemagne is out. So if you want to give your donkey of the day to anybody, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Right now, everyone can enter Mattress Firm's Unjunk Your Sleep Sweepstakes for the chance to win a dream bedroom valued up to $2,500 plus $1,000 cash. To enter and view official rules, visit thebreakfastclubonline.com. It's your time to nominate a donkey of your own. Remember now, that's is how they choose. Call in now, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Shantae. Hey, Shantae, who you want to give donkey to? Um, I want to give donkey of the day to the young man who um, tried to kill his baby mother, or he did kill his baby mother. Um, then he got locked up. The mom bailed him out of jail, and then he turned around and killed his mom and everyone else in the family, and then killed his uh, ch- uh, child, too. So, yeah, he definitely gives donkey of the day. I can't remember his name, but, yeah. My goodness. Definitely. He definitely yeah. deserves donkey. Thank you, Mama. No problem. Thank you, and you have a blessed day. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's um, Rocky, man. Rocky, what up? What's up? Nah, man, I just want to give a donkey today to the United States of America. You know what I'm saying? Joe Biden, oh the God. president. You know what I'm saying? Um, Could have just something to get Brittany grinding, man. I'm pretty sure if it was Trump, man, Trump would have been, you know, you know, talking all his, you know, smack and talking about he got missiles and stuff. You don't let Brittany grinder go. I'm going to release the nukes on you. You know, that's just... That's what, I, that's what I honestly think. You know what I'm saying? Well, I definitely don't think Trump would have got her out. I, I think Trump would have left her right there because Trump already made a uh, statement that said... Yeah, oh, she, I don't know if you had, heard what Trump yeah. said about Brittany Griner. He definitely wouldn't have got her out. But I get, nah, I feel I you. I see what he said, man. 
All right, thank you, bro. Oh my God, he said that she deserves to be there. Yeah, he said she was a, like a a, a, a drug. That was a terrible example. Yeah, it was bad. No, not Trump. Hello, who's this? Oh, this CJ right here. I want to give Punky a day to my supervisor. She had let me go because I got in an accident on May first and messed up my back real bad. So I've been going to physical therapy. She ended up letting me go because I wasn't making it work on time. Damn. Well, you still got to make it to work on time, bro. But even if, you know, you, you did hurt your back, but you I, might have to leave 30 I, minutes earlier to make sure you get to work on time, though. I had a doctor's note, and she still let me go. Well, if you had a doctor, well, wow, what does that But can you be late, though? Like, if, you, if you're injured, they would just say, well, leave a little earlier, right? Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had to be there by 10.45, but my uh, my appointment wouldn't let off to, like, 10.30, and it'd take me a little while to get back. So. Oh, yeah, that okay, sounds so like you might be able to sue. Possible. Yeah, that's not being possible. It sounds like you might be able to sue. Did you go to Human Resources and explain? Nah, see, Human Resources wasn't trying to do that. Yeah, you might want to talk to a lawyer. You might have a case there, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, she get docked a day to day, every day. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Every day. Every day. Hello, who's this? This is Councilwoman Cosby. How you doing, Andy? Good morning. How you doing, Councilwoman? Who you want to give donkey I'm to cool today? Up. Again, New Jersey legislature, specifically Senator Cody, for his bill S two nine zero six that mandates training before you get a firearm permit, but nobody can tell you what the training is. So they make a mandate, but nobody tells you what class you're supposed to take. Ridiculous. Okay. Well, you know when they do that, those firearm trainings, when I because I, I did it a couple of times, it's a written test. They, they take you through a written class, and then they have one shooting class, and that's it. Right, but the state has not said what was acceptable. I'm actually a certified NRA trainer of safety classes, and I'm getting ready to qualify my pistol so I can teach actual shooting. But am I going to be allowed to hold classes? We don't know because they're not telling us which classes are acceptable. With the new well, law. Councilwoman, I want you to train me and my wife. So if you're available, I want you to train me and my wife. Well, I'll give your people my number and then we'll set something up for home <laughs> safety. Absolutely. There we go. Thank you, Mama. My pleasure. All right. Donkey of the day, 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, comedian Michael Blackson will be joining us and we'll kick it with him next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The African King of Comedy. Michael Blackson. What up, guys? What's going on, man? What's up? You know, he's going to be at Caroline's all weekend, uh, starting at night at 7 o'clock. But, you know, Michael is always a good person to have here just to talk about life. Yeah. Why are you looking at me so serious, That's man? That's what I said, man. You almost sabotaged my engagement, you punk bitch. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> How are things going with yeah, that? How is everything? Nah, everything? Y'all still engaged? We still engaged. Okay. Hasn't planned a date yet. You know, I've, I've got a lot of accomplishments I want to accomplish before I take that step. By accomplishments, you mean other women? or No, no, no. Okay. No. Other things, like finish up a special, potentially doing a sitcom, and, you know, filming my own movie. You got a fresh new hairline, man. What do you mean, man? Come on, this is all natural Jesus and berries, <laughs> No, it's man. not. What's wrong with my hairline? It's natural. No, it bro. Natural. You got to restore it, bro. Thank you very much. Bro. You see? You got to restore it in some way. He's a hater, For man. real? Yes. Everything's going to go with the engagement. You know what the problem is? What is it? I realize when brothers have bald heads and their hair can't grow, they always feel away. I don't got no edges. You know what I mean? So he look like, look at him. He look like, you yeah, know. Your hair like a busted condom. You know when a condom busts <laughs> and your <laughs> come out, this that's exactly your nickname like. is <laughs> head, <motherfucker. I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> but like life is gonna get with the fiance. You know she's giving me some side chick rules. Y'all know I have the whole side it. chick yep. rules that I have to follow. And you know, oh, have you been I'm, following him? I've been trying my hardest to follow him. What are the rules? One of her main rules is when I the lady has to go. Meaning, like once 
I um like she don't no contact. I have to block this bitch off like IG, Twitter, Christian Mingle, all that. Got to you know. Wow. She don't she don't want me repeating a woman. But of course, you got to protect yourself and don't look him in the face while you. Because you look somebody in the face, you gonna fall in love. I'm like, man, I'm not fall in love with nobody else. So what about is there like y'all just have sex or there's no eating the poom poom, eating the butt? yeah, and definitely no, no eating the poom poom. No, she don't want no kissing. And then she has this, I call it rollover minutes. It's like. If I get a girl, you know, make plans with a girl and I, and I get this chick and her period is on, guess what? I'm stuck with this chick. I cannot roll her over for like August. I'm like, can I switch <laughs> up for September? Yeah. No, nah, nah, I'm stuck with some crime scene coochie. Why you want to go through all that? Why don't you just be like, you know what? I love my wife, my fiance, and I'm just going to knock that off. Uh, it sounds good, but no. I'm African. Now, yeah. would you let her dibble and dabble? Um, come on. Come on, you, you know, know that. that. You know he not. That's some light skin <laughs> We don't do that in a dark skin community. <laughs> It's against the law, and that, the main reason, you know, people <laughs> it's like against the law. Why you just in? Why you don't just be single and do what you want? You, you, every great man needs a good woman by his side. That's you right. Know? I mean, prior to Ryder, I ran into some some really raggedy chicks that I had. I had two attempted robberies, believe it or not. What do you mean? I had this one chick came over one night, banged the fell asleep, and I, I just some I just some something just woke me up in the middle of the night. I woke up and this chick is up and like leaving. She said, oh, I'm leaving. I'm like, well, you just, you know, you didn't even say, tap me and say bye, whatever. Mm-hmm. What happened that night prior, I was on IG that night, had girls twerking on like IG Live and I'm th- throwing money. So she hit me up, hey, Mike, let me come over. So I remember, you know, she woke me in the middle of the night. I woke up, she's like leaving out of my living room. And some just said, go and look. Look for where you had your money at. I went and looked, money's missing. How much? $3,000. Okay. Cash. So I ran to the front door chicks disappeared and I, I live in a very secure building in Hollywood mm-hmm. go down says concierge I'm like yeah did a girl come out he's like no this bitch leave out the fire escape no so I text her I said listen I know you stole the money I got it on camera either bring this money back or I'm gonna put you on IG and that scared her and the bitch came back <laughs> and like you know I'm so sorry my rent was due I'm like if you you know, ask don't yeah. She gave money back. It was sure like $300. I'm like, you know, that's what the coochie was worth. Hey. What was the second time? You said twice. Second time was the funniest one ever. So this chick, you know, and I felt bad because I actually fired my assistant at that time because I thought he stole the money. So I remember having a birthday celebration in uh, in L.A. and I ran into her the day prior. I used to mess with her maybe a year before. Mm-hmm. Ran back into her. I said, hey, I'm doing my birthday this week. Come on by. It's a little model chick out of L.A. So I remember she's staying and my system was around too. So I remember that I was having my party in another unit. The building allowed me to have this other unit because it was empty. So I had a party there. So my assistant was going back and forth, my presence, taking my presence back into my unit. And I know this particular place where I had money. I knew at one point I sent him to like grab a key. So I figured he was the only one that knew where the money was. Mm-hmm. I remember she was around, but I thought, I'm like, nobody gonna know where this money's at. So I remember the next day I went to go shopping I took all the money out. And thieves are very smart. They mm-hmm. won't take everything. They will take a amount that you will notice. And I didn't notice that until I went to Fazachi to go shop and I knew how, exactly how much was in there. And I gave her the money and it's supposed to be in like $10,000. Mm-hmm. She says $8,500. i am like, $8,500? Where'd $1,500 go? So I went, when I got back home uh, and I was like, hey, Jay, you know, took my, my sister, I'm mentioning his name. I said, um, you know, you the last, you the only one that should know when this money's at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I said, I, I got to let you go till I find out where this money went. And he's like, Mike's like, I want to hear it. I said, when God reveals to me what, what happened to this money, I, you get your job back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so 
I let him go. And then we're going to fast forward three months later. Mind you, this, I fired him for three whole months. Mm-hmm. Three months later, I ran back into this chick, the same chick. I said, oh, yeah, you know, I got some friends over. Come on, let's hang out. She came over, and I remember um, I was in my room taking a nap. She said, oh, let me take a nap with you. So I remember her like, coming to lay next to me. While I'm asleep, she goes back in that same place. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know. God just told me to set this woman up. up. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I left mine and money there. This time I know exactly how much I left. How much was it? I had $4,000 in there. Okay. I remember waking up. Again, it's daytime. It's nap time. I'm taking a nap. So she went in there, stole $1,500 to be exact. Runs into my guest room. I wake up again, go in there. Fifteen hundred dollars missing. Fortunate for me, I had two other girls at the house that time. So I went in. And I said, "Okay." I went and counted. I said, "Damn it!" Now I know you don't want to steal that money the first time. Mm-hmm. Hey, we fired your man. And he ain't even do it. So he ain't do it. So I, you know, I called him. I apologized to him. Give him his job back. I went back in there. I said, "Hey, give the money. Give up right now." Or you know, she said, "I ain't got the money." Look at my bag. Such a bag. She said, "You can give me such my coochie." I'm like, "Why are you suggesting?" Like I said, "Okay, you know all this going on." Let me go get some help. I went and got the two other girls that mm-hmm. was in the room. I said, hey, come in here. I'm missing some money. I think she took it. She said the money is in her coochie. <laughs> she wants me to go in her coochie and search for this money. Okay. So I turned to like a Pornhub TSA agent all of a sudden, right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me go for it. She <laughs> twice, but no money. Can't find this money nowhere. I, I said, you know what? Get out of my house. Don't ever come back again. And I'm just glad I had witnesses. She leaves out. I'm like, damn, this money's somewhere. I lift up the bed. The money's right there. So she was just hoping to later on take it with us. And once I found wow. the money, I texted her. I said, you crazy broke bitch, bitch, don't ever come back here, yada, yada. And then that was that. What and did then your we, assistant say? That you, now you fired me. You blame me for stealing. I've been riding with you. Did you at least give him a raise or something? Uh, he just got a raise before the fire. But I felt really wrong, and I straight up apologized to him. I think that was enough for him. He didn't care about a raise. Is he still your assistant? Yeah, Jason, still, he still works for me. That was a good story. It wasn't the funniest story ever, though. You started it off by saying it's going to be the funniest story ever. I got my well, hopes well, up. I, did, I really I did got a, my hopes up. I did up. a whole pep smear. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> One last time you did a pep smear. And then you know the funny thing about I run back into that girl again a year later at a friend's house. And I'm like, okay, well, where's my money? Where's the money from the first time? <laughs> you know, she said, well, I ain't got it. I said, how much you got? No, Mike. Dead serious. She said, I'll cash it be 500. Cash me 500 right now. <laughs> got me $500 back of my money from the previous stealing. All right, we got more with Michael Blackson. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Michael Blackson. Now, you the know. last time you, 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 you were up here, we were talking about, you know, Ben Simmons. And you were like, Ben Simmons was your boy. And you tried to kick it to your fiance mm-hmm. behind your back. And y'all right. were cool. You put roots on him, I heard. Yeah, yeah. He ain't, he ain't played ball since then. Right? Mm-hmm. I went to the village, made some calls. Mm-hmm. And now he's permanently, he's handicapped. Have you spoke to him since? Have y'all ran into each other? Nah, I haven't seen him at all. Because you, you know, he got traded. I got, yeah. him, I got him traded. And then, and then, then I called the village, and then he ain't played basketball. Even when he tried to play, his back started hurting. I kept pushing buttons in the office. <laughs> now, what did you think of uh, Will Smith's recent apology to Chris Rock? Your Philly brother, Will, but your comedian brother, Chris. I mean, I think Chris has to forgive him before we all could do it. it For us pre- to forgive Will Smith, Chris got to do it. That don't bother you. It bother us. Cause we, are, you know what I mean. No, it bother me. I talk shit on stage. Can you imagine? I'd be. How would I feel? If somebody came and slapped the shit out of me for something. So yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm riding with Chris all the way. And either that or Will gotta like stand up somewhere. Every comedian just go slap the shit out of him <laughs> at like the BT Awards or something. Good discussion. Every comedian. Every comedian. We all take turns slapping the shit out of that nigga. 
<laughs> and uh, he better hope by the time Bruce Bruce get there, he be knocking. <laughs> I think I think it should be a level a stature of comedian. Every comedian can't slap. You got to be a certain level in the that's game. That's true. And slap will. Everybody that's making at least twenty grand a yes. show could slap. Yes. Up. <laughs> so Bruce Bruce is definitely in that mix. Bruce Bruce, who else is heavy and big? Damn. What uh, uh, um, um, uh, Lavelle Crawford. Lavelle Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'll be probably the, I'm probably the lightest one. I'll be first. Kev would need a ladder to slap that. <laughs> Are you and Kev? You and Kev good, man. Yeah, Kev, okay. can we get sure. Either that, I think what might even work for him, probably a roast. A roast of Will Smith, yeah. That I could think be comedy good. always just that could makes be good. feel better. So. I like that. That could be good. Now, what was you doing at uh, Michael Rubin's all-white party? Uh, Mike is my guy, man. You know, um, the, I was probably the brokest guy at this, at this party. <laughs> but the funniest thing that happened at the party to me, right? I mean, Mike Rubin is, is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever he does events, it's nothing but supermodels. Everybody there is like 110 pounds and under. He's friends with athletes and rappers. I'm like, that's not our type of stuff. Mm-hmm. We like 160 pound ass and breast. You have these quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> Did you tell him that? No, I ain't telling oh, him that. Tell him I won't go to the next party. <laughs> but make a long story short, finally, I see a normal looking woman, 150 pounds mm-hmm. or more. You know, but I, I don't know who everybody is, you know. So I'm like, oh, let me have a conversation with this person. I could probably relate to this black woman. I could relate to her, okay. <laughs> so I was like, hey, how you doing? She said, "We." I said, where are you from? She said, I live in L.A. I said, what do you do? She said, well, I be in the studio. I'm like, oh, you sing? She said, yeah. I said, what's your name? She said, Ella May. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I said, I heard her name. I just, I didn't know what she looked like. I said, I'm Michael Black. She said, oh, she said, I see you. I know you. We having a conversation. I'm making her laugh. We talking. You know, mind you, she's been standing by herself for like a couple of minutes. That's mm-hmm. why I approached her. All of a sudden, I get tapped in the shoulder, right? And I, I just saw like a light skin hand. I'm like, God damn, I'm about to fight Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I got in fight mode. I turn around. I'm like, oh, Jason Tanner, you want a hug? What's good, man? I said, you good? He said, yeah, I'm good. I said, why? He said, because I'm with her. Damn. But you know, I'm like, you could have did another way, motherfucker. Is that a light skin way of talking shit? Like, yes. I'm with her. Yeah, I'm with her. She's with me. What did you say after that? I said, oh, okay. But I mean, I didn't know. But I wasn't trying to like holler. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. just having a conversation. Just, I'm just cracking jokes. I just need somebody that I could relate to that was not a dude. You know? So that was, I guess that's when I realized. I didn't even know that was this girl. Yeah. Until the next day, I saw, you know, on the shade room and everywhere else, the hell, Jason Tim is with her. So it was never confirmed. So you confirming it. I guess I. It was never confirmed. No, but you. Well, yeah, yeah. He he told me that's his girl. <laughs> yes, mother sucker. Jason Tatum said I'm with her. This is my girl. You skinny, black, crispy looking, burnt hot dog. Yes, mother sucker. This is my woman. You punk bitch. So yeah, that was his girl. Now, is it true you became an American citizen? Just recently, finally, man. Yeah. Yes. So you've been here legally Duh, all this time. No, see, you are so illiterate when it comes to <laughs> foreign policies. Because a person not a citizen doesn't mean it's illegal. Okay. There's steps. I mean, there's some kids that come here with a, with a uh, student visa. Sometimes you could get a work visa from that. Then you get this thing called um, authorization to work. That's mm-hmm. another other. You could work, but you you're not a permanent resident. You have to renew that every year. Then you become a permanent resident. Which is um, your green card, mm-hmm. you know, and every 10 years you renew the card. Which one you had? I mean, I had a green card. That's the latest. That's the, you, have, you can't be a citizen. You can't go from a student visa to a citizen. 
Got you. <laughs> green is a step. And you have to have a green card for at least five years. Okay. Then you apply to be a citizen. I thought you got to marry somebody to get a green card, though. You don't necessarily have to marry somebody. You just Marriage is the fastest way. Okay. You know, and the crazy thing about it, I was married at one point, and I could have asked my wife at that time to do it. But there are st- whoever you're going to marry has to make enough money to take care of you. Mm. And at that time, my lady was on welfare. How are you going to support me when you broke it to me? Yeah. You know? And you had to study for that test. I had to study for the test. God damn. And the thing about it, I studied for the test just for the test. After that, I forgot every thing was on there. What did they ask you on that kind of thing? You Americans saying y'all niggas won't know. Nope. I mean, let me ask you a question right now. If if the president dies, the vice president dies, who takes over? Secretary of the House. Yeah, Secretary of Defense. No, Secretary of the House. Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi. Nigga is light-skinned. Yeah. See, you know, well, you see, because you're in politics, nigga. Not really, but... You act like you are. <laughs> they give you a hundred questions. Mm-hmm. Out of the hundred, they only ask you ten of them. What? That's and you only have to get six right out of the ten. So once you get six right, then you're done. You stop. And th- this, I did it twice. So the first time I took the test, mm-hmm. you know, it was this blonde-haired, blue-eyed white man that did not want me to be an American that day. I mean, I've been in America so long. I, I, yeah, I studied the test. Passed it with flying colors. Mm-hmm. Knew everything about it. But then then he tried to ask me some questions to incriminate me later. He started asking me things like, hey, do you owe taxes? At that time, yes, I owe taxes. And then, and, you know, I said, well, I'm on a payment plan. He said, okay, well, you know, you passed the test, but for me to approve this, I want to see what your payment plan looked like. Wow. So I, I, I ended up going to Iris, printed up my payment plan, sent it to him. He said it wasn't consistent enough. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I got denied citizenship. So you know what that means? Wow. I have to wait five more years. Wow. So then, which was like four or five months ago when mm-hmm. I took the test, I had a guy that looked like this. He was a black dude. Yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. He was more of a fan. And he, I still passed the test. I mean, after I was on the test, we needed taking pictures, you know, but he didn't ask me nothing that would, you know, that would later on incriminate me. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So. Now, also for your citizens test, you have to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Can you do that? I mean, I could sing the Star Spangled Banner. Let's hear it. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, say, can't you see? That's not the Pledge of Allegiance. The Star Spangled Banner. The dark skin nigga's not listening. He just said, I could say. <laughs> but the that's Star not the Banner. question. Oh, we want him to re- keep his citizenship. He can't. Hey, just... they, they can't never take it back from me. Sorry. <laughs> All they could do is lock me up. <laughs> well, we By the starlight, delight. What? What? So proudly we had as the starlight's last gleam me. Through the hum, yum, 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 through his perilous lies, was a random we ran. They revoking your citizenship. <laughs> they definitely, they definitely taking it back. Oh, say can that star spangled banner give way in the lands of the free and the Atlanta Braves? Okay, <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious! Michael Make sure Blackson. you go see Michael Blackson. Get tickets at carolines.com. He'll be there all weekend. All week. And also catch me on the all new tour. We outside tour. Oh yeah, with Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. Carlos Tony Miller, Rock. Tony Rock. Yes. Bill Bellamy. Tony. What are the other Tony? Baker? You think Tony should accept Will's apology? Because Will apologized to Tony too. Tony got slapped him too. There's gonna be a lot of slapping. <laughs> Tony might do it a couple times. Though. Yeah, he. he, he, he yeah, he might punch. Yeah, he might. Damn. Goodness gracious. That's a, this a funny ass tour, bro. Yes. The we mm-hmm. outside tour? Yeah. Bill Bellamy, Corey Holcomb, Carlos Miller, Tony Rock, and you? Yes, starting out next month. Come check it out, motherfuckers. All right. But I'm in Carolines. That's all that matters. Let's go. Carolines.com is Michael Blackson. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's shout to everybody in Fort Lauderdale. I'm on my way to Fort Lauderdale tonight at uh, Munchie's Pizza Bar. Shout to uh, Killer Touch. He's doing that tonight. And then Saturday, I'm in my own stopping grounds, Virginia. That's right, the 757. First, we're doing a community day, the third annual community day. I'll be pulling up to that. Shout to Izzy. And then uh, at nighttime, I'm going to be at City's Bar and Grill. So come hang with me if you're in Virginia. And then Sunday in Atlanta for InvestFest, right? That's right. InvestFest this Sunday. Shout to EYL. I'll be speaking on a panel with uh, T.I. and Dame Dash. So it should be a lot of fun. Yes, I'll be at InvestFest this weekend in Atlanta as well. And it's sold out, so. Yep, sold out. Well, you got a positive note, Yeezy? Yes, and remember, dreams don't work unless you do. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.